Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Rich, how often do you think about Rome? Every day, Grace. Rome season one, episode three, Owl in a Thornbush is over. But here on Poster Recap for just getting started. My name is Grace, but of course I'm not alone. I'm here with the Philly. Philly, how you doing? I am so good. I'm ready to cross the Rubicon, Grace. Let's do it. Fine. Let's head to Rome. Finally. Let's go. Rome. The fall of Rome. Uh, I'm psyched. We're ready to get into Rome. It's really funny. I didn't realize it going back, but um, these episodes like aired roughly concurrently in the fall. Like uh, HBO seemed to like know what they were doing. I think the original air dates for these like started in September. So we may like catch up with ourselves and get like a perfect alignment of like episode podcast drop, which would be a fun little moment. I have to tell you, Rich, sometimes um, I, I do a lot of Googling while while we're podcasting and I do a lot of like I get a lot of tabs open. And the annoying thing about a show like Rome is that sometimes I'm as I'm like doing it quickly, I'll be like Google Rome and then I'll be like the city of Rome. It's the capital yes. of Italy. And yes. I'm like, no, no, yes. not that one. The TV show. Ancient TV Rome. Show. Rome. Yeah, the TV right. show. The TV HBO. Show. Yes. That's right. Um, yeah. This looks like it aired on September 11th, 2005. Yeah. 2005. Yeah. yeah. These are all written, I believe, every episode. No, not every episode. The 
first uh, five are written by Bruno Heller. Uh, the first three episodes all directed by Michael Apted. So um, we're in some synergy here before they start mixing it up. I wonder if we'll notice a difference on that. I wonder if there's the same energy in episodes one, two, and three as opposed to what we'll start getting into is some different um, directors and writers. But um, It's definitely not a thing I was as cognizant of when I was in like my mid-20s and watched this for the first time. You know, this was at like the beginning edge of me really paying attention to television in a critical way and learning uh who directed this who writed this who, who are these yeah. who writed this who writed this grace um good yeah. thing the writers are not on strike anymore so they can no. correct that piece of yeah. writing that you just did right there. yeah please <laughs> help me i need writers uh -huh. i need my writers yeah. back on staff yeah um so as we said this is the fall of rome we're covering uh, an episode of rome every weekday in october make sure you subscribe postyourrecaps.com slash rome and ratings and reviews are very helpful as we are three episodes in to the show this episode rich an owl in a thorn bush what'd you make of it I dig this one. I think that I probably liked episode two a little bit more. One is like just such a great table setter for what the show is going to be. Two has this kind of like manic, crazy Titus Pulo energy to it that uh -huh. I really, really enjoy um, despite the tree panning and how like deeply it affected me. But I, I like three. I especially like like where it leaves us off as we come to the end. I think that there's like a, a, there's just a good momentum happening in this one and it really like positions our players in a way that offers some clarity as to as to the situation yeah i think there's some good pool of ronis energy this is a thing that i was really you know taken by after episode one was the buddy cop duo the dynamic duo of these two and we get even more of it here as they are trying to scout out uh the city of rome and veronis's complete you know disbelief that it's it's empty <laughs> unguarded <laughs> is very funny and and then like you know they, they bicker over the gods uh and and such uh pompey's once like continued ineptitude that if you again th these might have been the right choices and yet knowing that julius caesar will become emperor of rome they feel like such bad choices <laughs> from magnus pompey um and while like you know caesar once again not in rome heading to rome though uh you know maneuvering and figuring it out and seemingly playing the genius so i i, I like this episode a lot yeah, I think it's really good. The whole dynamic with like Pompey and Cato as they're like uh, retreating onto the road, they're making this tactical withdrawal. It's just intoxicating me. I love it. Of like the indignation of this powerful man and Cato kind of like needling at him about like, oh, it's not a retreat, huh? <laughs> like it, right. it really is. Um, it's so much of the show is about like these men with these egos that are like just too big, you know, and the way that they like crash into each other is just. Uh, infinitely compelling to me to like watch the conflict that that generates you have some really great performances but uh it'll be a fun one to talk to um i want to talk about cato really briefly just as a total aside rich um uh played here by um uh, gosh what is his name uh carl johnson <laughs> and i was trying to place him from like something specific and i just could not place him i know i've seen him in a bunch of stuff but i actually um uh fastened a a, a D, D npc one time after one of my favorite movie characters of all time Played mm -hmm. by Carl Johnson, he is in uh, the t the movie Hot Fuzz. Are you familiar with Hot Fuzz? It's the Simon Pegg, um, uh, Nick Frost movie. I'm there. aware of it. I definitely have not seen it. I think okay. it sounds funny, and so probably that's my issue. Yeah. Well, you absolutely need to watch it because Carl uh, uh, Johnson plays Bob Walker, and the whole his whole bit is that he constantly speaks 
with like he has marbles in his mouth. So he's he, like, <laughs> and only some people can understand. Over there, and they'll be like, yeah, yeah, all the stuff's over there. And but only people who like have been around him can understand him. And so I named a D and D character Marble Mouth one time after um, Carl Johnson's beloved character from Hot Fuzz. So uh, I love him. He's the his best. His performance yeah. is like excellent. I was stopped down to talk about him uh, yesterday and like didn't really get my point out. But the portrayal that he's doing, the whole like squinted eye yeah. and his little like uh, yeah. scrunched face. He's just like the the, the affect that he's like, using with the voice. He just seems like a man who's like so angry that it's like poisoned him from inside. Like I feel like I know people like Cato, you know, he's so like indignant and irreverent and like frustrated and like just like angry he just seems like put upon in this fantastic way i love the portrayal there's all these like little things about what carl johnson's doing with the guy that i think is very fun very much in line for me with uh david bradley who plays uh argus filch for uh, the janitor the custodian oh, sure. yes. in, uh, in harry potter yeah. i feel like they have similar energy all right let me give a quick plot recap of uh episode three an owl in a thorn bush while initially believing uh caesar to only have one legion pompey prepares to fend off caesar with his own army but when he learns that he has three a new plan emerges leave rome let caesar take it and conquer it back when his legions have been mustered a strategic retreat or not a retreat this is a maneuver um the political players in the city decide whether to leave indicating they're with pompey or stay and be in caesar's camp brutus decides to leave though his mother servilia decides she'll stay for her lover julius caesar after glabius and octavius spend a night together atia has her daughter's lover killed before he can escape the city atia also offers protection from caesar in exchange for coin Upon investigating why Rome isn't being defended, Pulo and Verona stumble upon a cart of soldiers disguising themselves as drovers. Veronis nails Caesar's proclamation on the door of the Senate, though after doing so, quits the 13th Legion to be with his wife and family. Pulo then returns to discover the wagon full of Pompey's gold from the treasury and frees the woman who was held captive. Caesar and Mark Antony decide to return to Rome to conquer the empty city. And that's an owl in the thornbush, Rich. That is an owl in a thorn bush. Uh, a lot of stuff went down. We met like uh, the father of Niobe's baby. We got like Vander the butcher. Yeah, a butcher. Uh, that's uh -huh. not ideal. The the whole like thing with the card at the end like absolutely destroys me. It's my it's my favorite grace. Like the comedy being like layered into this is a thing you and I talk about a lot. I joke that I don't watch a lot of comedies, and you will often point out that like omoftentimes good comedies have some of the most incredibly like tender and kind of heart wrenching. <laughs> dramatic moments, moments. Yeah. yeah and like good drama has incredible comedy and the comedy that exists as we like close this episode out like absolutely delights me but uh probably more importportantly is caesar's final arrival as uh not quite there he's not quite there quite there i guess but he is heading to rome there. three episodes yeah. in a row where he's like i'm gonna i think i'm gonna go to rome you're like cool that's great. Are you going to go? Uh, or? What are we talking about? With like 22 episode run and we got like four in. <laughs> so we're almost at like 20%, you know, the show that he's like approaching Rome. He's closing he's pretty in, close to Rome. Yeah. And which is weird because they say all roads lead there. So it should be pretty easy to get there. That's not how roads work. Uh, that's the wheel of time. <laughs> oh. quote, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't think that's how roads work. All right. Who do you want to talk about first? I feel like uh, pretty, I mean, I, I, Pula and Veronis, uh, we talked about the, you know, their chemistry here. The Them being sent to scout, uh, Veronis being like, absolutely do not go attack those men. And Pula's like, I think I maybe will attack those men. <laughs> he goes and attacks Pompey's men. And then it actually turned out to be, like, good. That's how they, like, realize, like, 
oh, maybe we need to like tactically, what is, what is Pompey saying? He doesn't want to call it a retreat. It's not a retreat. It's a strategic maneuver, I believe, right? A tactical yeah, well, maneuver. It, yes. It's a strategic withdrawal. Well, strategic withdrawal. And that's right. It's a strategic withdrawal. This is a term that like, I think that we still use to save face today. Right. Um, I've done it many times in Crusader Kings. And then that's ultimately right. they're not like refugees in their own land. They're maneuvering, right? They're like in yeah. the midst of maneuvering is the idea here. Uh, I love that stuff. The whole like Varanus and Pulo dynamic is just my favorite right and i think that it's so like kind of central to the show is like we're talking about these guys like mark anthony and like caesar even pompey who's maybe like a lesser known historical figure compared to these two titans mm -hmm. these guys are like larger than life they're a little bit removed they're operating with like these grand politics they're the haves grace they're the one percent you know right. and like veronis and pulo for whatever it's worth they're like the people they're relatable their problems are very like different from ours as it were but then again like are they that different you know what yeah. i mean like yeah. that's kind of the beauty of like looking back and i think in a lot of like fantasy fiction and historical dramas certainly but the energy between these guys is excellent and like the slow revealing of the truth that is inside Veranus's house that he does not know of mm -hmm. niobe and the butcher's baby and all of it like i think it's pretty good drama it's like in the midst of a show that's dealing with a lot of material in a pretty like crass and overt way and certainly you utilizing like it for sensationalism right i mean there's like there's an incredible amount of nudity happening here it makes game of thrones look like uh tame dare i say in those early seasons it will lessen the further we go but i think that um it, it's good drama and i think it's good setup that we're doing it like kind of slowly over these episodes we're joking about how long it takes for caesar to get to rome but i like that we're slowly beginning to understand the truth of the situation with the baby and with niobe and like the actual like interpersonal stuff that veranus is dealing with there yeah pulo and veranus are not like the poorest of the poor they're clearly like exceptional soldiers and obviously like i almost made a joke about it last episode that like these are the two guys standing right next to mark antony as he's like going to yes. the senate you know like they're you know in this world they are they are important they're elevated to a degree and yet one of the things i think that sometimes these really prestige shows especially looking at some of um you know i'm thinking more of like modern shows rather than historical dramas is how do you sometimes it's it's so interested in just the one percent the haves as you're saying like um you know that to me succession i think like one of the things that i think when you look back at the pilot of that show that is it seems like they potentially are going to spend time focusing on how more normal people like the lower a baseball kid and the family and all right. that stuff yeah and then that's gone they're like nope not interested nope. and so i i like in rome that we have pulo and Veronis as as at least somewhat of an avatar of how things that are happening at the highest level in Rome uh, is affecting uh, people, people below. Um, so, and, and I think they're just really engaging characters. I love their conversation as you know, you said last episode that Veronis probably thinks Pulo has nothing to teach him. And yet we got a whole scene this episode where Pulo is offering Veronis. It's like, you are, you know, well-equipped in the ways of women. Help me, help me. Uh, and he's talking and there's a phenomenal line of like, you know, there's this one spot on women, you know, on, on your wife there is this spot and he goes how do you know about that he's like every woman has <laughs> not specifically just your wife i don't know i've never slept with Pula, like screaming back to the other men who are clearly like gauls right these are like not roman uh -huh, soldiers right. that are like riding right. with them right these are like the soldiers of the conquered 
territory that they have invaded right. in the north that are going to be like their kind of infantry or whatever and he's just like looking at them with his hands up like right tell him tell him <laughs> it's pretty funny it's really fantastic the humor is like really excellent as it's layered in here both and of them ray stevens being the you know in these you've talked about them being the odd couple but yeah like the straight man and the and you know the the more quippier one it's it's very good dynamic it's working well for me it's fantastic and i love that we go back to the episode one energy of like you you can't put titus pulo in the corner Grant. that's right gonna, pulo's gonna pulo you know uh-huh. <laughs> he like he just charges as Ferenis is like no don't stop and the <laughs> fact that they all just like break and run it's such like a fun scene because you never see that this is not the kind of thing you would ever see in like right. a big budget eight episode hbo like fantasy drama that gets made today where like the soul just come charging it and everybody like turns and just runs like head for the hills you know um, i i like love the energy there i think that like it's authentic there's a thing that we do in the retelling of battles i'm uh, i'm a dungeon master by day oh really like, this is oh. like my day trade and so i spend a lot of time like watching stupid like um historical experts like critique these battles from popular films you know mm-hmm. and like again and again and again everybody just fights to the death you and i have podcasted about vikings together we talked about yeah. vikings Valhalla, yeah. and it's like these armies run into each other and they generally run like a hundred yards in full armor carrying all their weapons and like yeah. You listen to any like historical like historian and they'll be like yeah no that's not how it worked you know <laughs> part of the region that like the reason the roman legions were so successful is they operated with this strategy of like a hockey team uh which i know you can relate to as a canadian yeah. where, like they would rotate men in and out of the line right? right your line in your front is like these rotating ranks and this is what happens like you don't need to kill the entire enemy force to win the battle you just need to like get them the break and run and scare them and next thing you know they bend the knee and they're like walking behind you while you're ready to like go invade rome you know so um, i love these kind of little touches that feel like things that modern storytelling is like afraid to do because of the amount of budget that gets invested in things and like the limited time that we have to kind of depict these stories well i think the and it's not the first scene i think it's the second scene is cato and pompey being like wow what a fool julius caesar is to like march on rome and he only has one legion he's going to be absolutely decimated and then very quickly pompey realizes there's um two things this one is that um caesar is able to pull together some legions that um, pompey wasn't sure he could have there's talk i think in the previous episode that he has men across the alps and they won't be able to come until the spring but he does uh, rally together some of his legions and while pompey can gather four legions i believe he they are all sort of like new recruits amateurs like they are they're not battle tested in the way that caesar's men are going to be because he's been fighting in gaul for eight years and so i actually think that this scene where sort of like maybe ill-advised pulo like he disobeys the direct order from bro Mm -hmm. but he goes in and they all retreat and this is like some of the first you know information that pompey gets that like oh my god they're a, they're very close to us. They're within two days. 30 miles, yeah. Yeah, so, um, and I think he said we we need four days to finish mustering, and so this is going to be the impetus for the strategic withdrawal, um, which, again, just, it. I again, I know I'm being results-oriented, but it feels like a really bad move. 
feels real bad. <laughs> it definitely feels like a bad move. I mean, it's at least a bad move in that he looks weak. Like so much of right. what we're beginning to understand three episodes into this thing here is like, it, it, you know, perception is reality. This is the thing that like a lot of people love to tell me when I was in high school, Grace, and mm-hmm. I like railed against. But the reality is like these people around him, right? The very senators that he convinced to like uh, participate in this gambit that he tried to run and disastrously failed at in the Senate last time. Uh, ultimately are like watching him flee. They're watching him run from his enemy. They're, they're abandoning the city. Like uh, these trappings of power are important to the establishments of power, to sustaining the like hierarchy as we have established it. So by the very nature of like them having to turn and leave Rome, they can call it whatever they want, but it looks weak. It is like huge, like, um, you know, perception in that way has like incredible power over the impact of the people that have to rally around them. You know, you can only like do so much as one man, like you're able to accumulate this power because of the prestige and the way that like your you know your name will get people to like rally to the cause or whatever it is and it just looks very bad for Pompey as he's gonna like take his family and abscond into the night ultimately you know Rich I um, recently covered a show that uh, unfortunately was cancelled after two seasons was Winning Time and this is a show that um, basically everybody who was depicted on the show came out and said this is a bad depiction of me this is bad Magic Johnson came out Jerry West came out this is not accurate I don't know. This show came out like in 2005. I don't know the what happens to Poppy Magnus, but do you think when he was watching the show, he thought this is inaccurate. This is a bad portrayal of me. Uh, yeah, in the show. I think that he's on record as saying like he's really upset that they didn't uh, get Brad Pitt. You know, but <laughs> uh-huh. it, it is what it is, Pompey. You know, yeah. you win some, you lose somebody. You had your time to shine. Yeah, I will say he he has one good idea this episode, which is. Um, uh, which I believe actually is of the um, uh, you know urging of his wife Cornelia, who's like, "Hey, maybe don't leave the treasury full." And he's like, "Ah, smart. Okay, let's yeah, oh, get the yeah. treasury." I mean, out. He seems to be like completely lost at the final moments here again. <laughs> like the ways that like women save the day, like with absolutely no fanfare whatsoever. She was like, "What about the money?" He and he's like, oh, "Right, <laughs> right, the money. Do me a favor." <laughs> And I actually think this is pretty smart. He's like, Durio can be trusted. The men who go along with Durio, not to be trusted. <laughs> Durio's like, uh, I think we're going the wrong way. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to stab you and push you off the card. <laughs> Poor Durio gets uh, completely. This is These are just like rebels right this is not a julius caesar like julius caesar would have got the money right so this this is is just like not a caesar maneuver right these are just greedy people man they've never seen money like this can you blame them you know these are not brinks truck drivers they don't have a pension (laughs) coming to the grace there's like no certainty after the fact they just have to cart this whole wagon full of money after pompey and his freaking strategic withdrawal bs they're uh they're like making their move they're gonna carpe the diem it sounds like Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. And then, wow, a really good, like, is this, uh, apologies if you don't. Uh, don't speak D&D lingo because I think over the course of 22 days, Rich and I are going to make a lot of D&D references, but uh, Verona's completely like that's a nat 20 perception check, right? Or yeah. insight or whatever that like, oh, you have soldier shoes on. That's weird that you're a drover and you have soldier shoes on and then they 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 kill. Although I bet you, you, know, you want you don't want to check the wagon. You want to help the woman. No, it's just like we have orders. <laughs> we have orders, Grace. We have orders. I love this notion again because it's playing off like the characterization we've gotten of like I keep talking about it, but like in terms of uh, Veronis, Verona says this really rigid, like lawful guy to the D and D references at all. There's a guy that like the orders are important. He's got to follow the orders first. His honor matters. His like morality matters. His belief in like the gods and, and upholding. Yeah, but why are these guys matter. pretending? to be did he just think they're like we don't want to go to war we're going to sneak out we're going to sneak out with a wagon we don't want to be a part of civil war I wonder if he even made a perception check or if it's just a benevolent DM that's like, you've got the soldier <laughs> background uh-huh. and you're able to recognize the footwear of these other legionnaires right here. These are Pompey's uh, sandals, uh, soldier sandals. Is this uh, actually one where, where it's like, you're like, you sure you don't want to, you don't want to do any, like, uh, you know, oh, you rolled a nat one on your perception. Let me actually, you know what? Actually, I'm going to give it to you anyway. Don't hide your thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulo yeah. definitely rolled the nat one. The Veronis yeah, right. player was like, can I also check? Can I please also check? What about their sandals? <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh but yeah i mean uh it's it is pretty fun to see veronis go back like i mean um i'm i'm of too much i hope that he uh, uh, you know this is a show that we're veronis and less so i don't know have we seen pulo be like 
a bad like he has done things that you would consider like you maybe you shouldn't do that like he killed the gambler like, but that guy was cheating like you, you can like mm -hmm. this is not like i don't i don't classify him as like evil i think they've yet. done something smart here i don't want to like sit here and defend the character of titus pulo as like a man of honor or integrity i really don't want to like overstate it he feels piratey think, you know yes he is yeah. and i think in the same way i, I he's not even an anti-hero i think we could look at him as like a hero to a degree yeah. like, like where if we're on the side of caesar and that's like the protagonist to a degree i think that the writers are really smart and like like not showing us ba the bad behavior i mean in that opening episode uh verona says to him verena says to him like when's the last time you were with a woman that wasn't crying pulo you know crying like, or you is, paid money to it. right there uh -huh. is this like notion that like you know i mean caesar tells them amidst the orders like take this go nail it on the doors tell everyone you find also no pillaging no murder and no That's rapine right. like right. this is a thing that they would do otherwise i mean pulo is like he's a bad man to a degree but i don't know that i want to like paint him with the character brush of evil this quickly because i think the writers are very artfully like concealing the parts of him that are like very distasteful and it would like align us against him there's enough and we have to like accept like you know i don't want to be the old man with the gray beard saying it but it was a different time i mean it literally is like two thousand years That's ago right. right there are like very different cultural suppositions and like acceptances right i mean like veronis is dealing with like my this is my property he says about his daughter right yeah. so like as much as like veronis is like the better of these two guys like is he really you know when we judge him by the metric of any modern standards these men are like bad men but i think that according to like the roman standards of their time are they that like pulo's like definitely way worse but like veronis is a man of honor and he tries to do what he perceives as the right thing according to the times even to the extent that when he realizes like his wife doesn't love him and all this stuff he is gonna ask pulo dude how do i how do i be better at he this? says the which full is, line it's so cute he, he's like just tell her she's beautiful even when she doesn't look beautiful which you know, eh, whatever but and then he's like it's the first thing he says when he comes back right it's really important you know it's stupid stuff but i think it's important just to like check ourselves a little bit as like modern viewers looking at this show you know like through in a certain way like it's never going to be palatable in the 21st century there's a lot of like horrible stuff going on here and i don't think we should like hand wave it away uh, in that sense like i don't know maybe it's more than needs to be said about titus pulo but i think he's certainly like a a, a dark man if not like overtly evil you know yeah. I just hope when he's like, I'll buy the woman, you know, <laughs> hoping that like then she's freed, you know, she gets her freedom, but we shall see. Um, uh, well, just to like even fixate on that, it's what I love again, the humanity of all of it, that ultimately yeah. like Polo goes back for the woman, right? Like yeah. that's why he goes back to the card. Yeah. He's not like that he's curious what's underneath the tarpaulin. He yeah. like wants to like grab the lady there. And there is compassion to him also, not to just like paint him with like the, the evil like brush. Like he's like, what about that poor woman? You know? And Varenis yeah. is like so rigid and structured that he's like so cold to be like, whatever, man, she's a slave. Doesn't matter. We have orders. There's much more important stuff to deal with. We can't even untie her let's just leave her down there you know it's pretty brutal uh yeah well speaking of full-on evil atia continues to make the case for world's worst mom um in terms of literally having her daughter's ex-husband who she still loves murdered and brought to the front door 
It's it's quite a move, Grace. That's quite a move. Homeboy looked very, very dead, too. You think she used the arsenic makeup there? Was that the maneuver? (laughs) I was like, ooh. What she got on her lipstick was like the the Black Widow kiss right there. I mean, Cersei Lannister upside. Cersei Lannister at least loved her kids. This is a rough look for ATI. (laughs) It's pretty rough, right? pretty rough yeah getting him delivered to the door being like i didn't do it david's like who do you think did it she's like i could have been anybody could have been literally anybody his corpse is all over the street yeah <laughs> oh, so terrible stuff happening there she swears on the masks of her ancestors grace this is bad this is bad yeah no no good and also the guy that she's using is like so clearly like you know in love or just wants to sleep with her and she's like yeah uh, you know like well you know not that that's, uh, you know, uh, to, to try to figure out how to fend that man off. That is totally fair of Angie to figure out how to do, but not a good she's, episode. She's wielding the power that she has, you know, yeah. and it's like a trope that certainly can be used badly. But Atti is like a, a, an infinitely compelling character, to say the least, right? I think there's really something to this. The whole notion of like the people coming to the house, they're looking for shelter. She's like demanding money for them. Uh, but yeah, the, the like, you know, murdering the like daughter's fiance say their ex-husband i guess as it were is like definitely a maneuver and the having him brought to the house is like really really the extra mile he could have just vanished right he could have like laid out there in the streets amongst the masses of dead bodies and then like afterwards like who knows what happened to him but this is really to, twisting the knife Grace. to give her credit <laughs> Are you afraid of what I'm going to say next? No, I'm excited. <laughs> I mean, if he just goes missing, potentially she thinks that like, oh, he might come back. I think the whole thing is to make her like, she can she can use her daughter for a political, you know, to her political means. Like she was going to be betrothed, well, she was betrothed to Magnus Pompey. And that obviously uh, fell through. If she's like constantly, you know, obsessed over Glabius and like going to go spend the night with him, this is bad. If, if there's confirmation that he's dead, this is bad. This is I'm not trying to, but also from Angie's point of view, maybe good that she sees that Glavius is fully point dead. You definitely much more effective maneuvering than Pompey out there in the 100%. field. A bunch of refugees, right? Uh, it's a good plan. It's just very dark. I love Atia. I'm not like holding back here. I'm on like a real stand the villains trope lately, Grace. Uh-huh. That's like uh-huh. a couple of weeks of TV have got me hyped. As I'm talking about Ray Stevens as Balin Skull on Ahsoka, like there's a lot of good villains on TV these days. And in that way, I think like Atia is unambiguously like a pretty malicious character who is like delightfully fun to watch in the same way that Cersei was. Yeah. Also, I love the react as, as people come to Atia to be like, so like how much to make sure we're on like Caesar's good side when he shows up? And she's like, oh, just like an unreasonable amount. And they're like, oh, that's more than I would have thought. OK. All right. I guess I have no choice. OK, fine. Cool. Good. Yeah. Uh, she just politely offer them that they can all stay the night. So that's nice. That's good. Yeah. Um, she does. This is a thing that like used to happen where like the the like people would come to like the nobility and like uh look for like protection and all this kind of stuff. I like the like whole vibe of the city that was so full and vibrant and kind of like explosive in these first few episodes, just being empty and desolate. I think it works. I think the sets like hold up in this empty way. A lot of times when you get these like reconstructed historical spaces or would-be fantasy spaces, they 
live or die on the extras. Like when you take the people out of them, they really start to show their seams. And I don't feel like this did. Um, I'm, I'm really like taken by all the production value, even just like dumb stuff, like the amount of horses, you know, I feel like you don't like see that a lot. Mm-hmm. Like that little charge down off the hill. Like it's awesome. It's like yeah. a little mini movie thing. Like there, there's great energy happening in each one of these episodes and they all feel really full. Like as much as like, I don't know, yeah. not a ton happens here. Like, it just feels so such a full there, hour of television. There's very few scenes where I'm like not in, like I'm like you know checking the clock or yep. you know not, like yep. looking away. Um, yep. So I, I do think I, I think the acting is really phenomenal. I think the writing is 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 pretty strong. So uh, yeah, it's it's holding well together. There's a really good scene here with um, our boy Brutus and yes. uh, his mother Servilia as um, Pompey is leaving. And he comes and he, they have to decide if we leave or with Pompey, if we stay, we're with Caesar. And I sort of love the way Servilia lets Brutus. This this is a good mom, I think. I think this She's is a very nice mom. Fantastic. Yeah. I have to say, Grace, like I, I mean, you like keep cross promoting, but I'm watching Lindsay Dunkson on the Wheel of Time right now. Uh-huh. Uh, we're approaching like the finale of season two. She's got a son. Her character has a son, and there's like a lot of shared energy between the two of them here. But yes, awesome mom. Servilia of the Genii is awesome. I love this character. Yeah. She's like, what do you, what do you, what would you like to do? And she's like, I think I have to leave. Like you know, uh, you know we're like you know close to caesar but i have to defend democracy and she's like okay i i'm gonna stay because i love him and he's like wait what <laughs> and like and then he does he does leave and she stays and yeah it's re- that's i think that that's really interesting because i think like in all you know some shows you would have them you know they would go together or you know or whatever i think that this is really interesting that like they're on the opposite side of things and yet they're kind it's still like amicable to it right she's like okay you you go yeah. my dear you know yeah, I mean, Brutus, uh, obviously a very notorious friend to Caesar. Oh. And mm. so this whole notion of the owl and the thorn bush, I talked about it last time of like, you know, last episode is like so explicitly titled of like how Pulo like broke the Republic. And then the owl and the thorn bush is like a little bit more of like a vague metaphor that what are we talking about here? And Brutus, I think from all my Google searching, as far as I can discern, is yeah. the owl and the thorn bush, right? This notion so. of like, what's he going to do? Like who who's going to stand? where anybody who stays in rome is officially not on team pompey uh they're going to be like looked at as caesar's boys right and brutus decides to leave which is pretty interesting i go back to like that that uh premiere episode in our pilot as like caesar so handily uses brutus's um like unreliable nature to further his own agenda, you know? And so the way that this is going to have fallout for Brutus going forward is really notable. The way it's going to like affect Caesar's perception of him, I think is really interesting, but I do love that Servilia is like, you have to make the choice. And he just sort of presumes that he's making the choice for both of them. And she's like, Oh no, no, I'm sorry. I wasn't abdicating my autonomy to you. Like you can do whatever. (laughs) So good. I'm going to hang out here for my boy, Uh you know? Uh, I love him. I love him. So, you know, yeah. That's great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, once again, we don't get a ton of Julius Caesar. Uh, he, we do get the, th- I, this is, I think again, I, you know, I joked about Pompey Magnus if he was watching this when he was watching the show in 2005, when I presume he was still alive and he didn't like his edit. I, I feel like Julius Caesar must be maybe less thrilled about his airtime, but his edit is tremendous. This, the, the thing you, you talked about, about sending Veronis and, um, and, and, 
and Pulo out and being like, do not do, like, do not pillage, do not do anything. But like the one thing I have is that like people really like me. And so if you are no, up to no good pirate behavior, boys, no please. pirate behavior, I believe, um, uh, is it, is it, uh, Mark Antony or is it one of us? Like, can we trust him? And they said, yeah, I'd follow the Eagle of Pluto's ass. He's, he's uh, pretty loyal. I think, uh, Verona is he's talking about Varenis. Cause Varenis, this is important as like an officer, right? right. Where Pulo is not Varenis is not like a ranking officer. You know, he's like a kind of like an NCO, but, um, he's in charge, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so there's like a thing there. Varenis would follow the Eagle wherever it goes, you know? So I'm with you. I think that, you know, Caesar as like, like he was like kind of texting his frenemy Pompey when they were watching this live back in 2005 was just yeah. like quality over quantity Pompey, right. you know? <laughs> Pompey like owning the real estate, but Caesar really like uh, commanding the space when he is there. Yeah. We don't, we don't get much. Uh, we don't get much else from him. I think it's like one of the few scenes Caesar is in this episode, but again, he's the, he's like the sun, right? Everything revolves around around him do they believe that at the time yet when did when did they learn that they revolve around the sun doesn't matter um whatever. yeah great question we've yeah. definitely had galileo and some pythagoras stuff going on i don't know yeah okay. it's tough I, I don't know. when yeah. did galileo live let's look uh yeah way later <laughs> like way later uh all right um should we do should we put some folks in the coliseum rich yeah let's okay um i i believe i went first last week do you have somebody you want to nominate you can nominate first if you'd like I want to nominate. I think I'm going to go with, <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Varanus. I really love Varanus. I feel like he's not getting enough attention. I, I'm like, clearly have proven that I don't actually care if my gladiators die ignominiously in the arena against the competition that you choose for them. Grace. Uh -huh. I just want to get to talk about them a little bit. And sure. I really love Varanus as like this company man, like him just so blindly following. He actually orders. quit the company at the end, but that's fine. Yeah. He does. That's very true. But I think that that's like kind of what's interesting. But I just love the way that he's like, no, don't charge. No, we have to follow orders. <laughs> and like Pulo, just like by by his sheer like roiling chaos is able to like make things happen. And Varenis like never seems to like bite back on it. Uh, I, I really like love the Varenis stuff here. I um. I was a summer camp counselor for a long time, Rich. And I, sure, I felt right. like Verona is definitely an energy of like, when you got that kid in your, in your cabin, who's just like a bit of a nightmare and, and can like completely spin everybody against you. This is Verona's with pool of like, don't charge. Uh, they're charging. They're charging. Yep. <laughs> they're like, yep. okay, don't climb yep. that tree. You're climbing the tree. Okay, cool. 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 Yep. Yeah. Um, you know what, Rich, I'm going to, I'm going to take a page out of your book uh, and I'm going to nominate atia to go into the coliseum yes. i think she has quite an episode i think that is there uh, i mean is it is it is it evil to kill your is it evil to kill your daughter's ex-husband who she still loves yes yes but not a bad not a bad not a bad move unless she gets caught but she didn't get caught this episode and she's making money and she's you know she's gonna be in caesar's camp so i don't know i think this is uh this is, I think Atia has it in terms of uh it's pretty successful. Really good episode. She's able to like hold a party in the midst of a civil war, you know what I mean? She's right. like she's charging the plebs to 
like win their favor and she's doing murder effectively and like getting her kids to vouch for her against her other kids it's really quite a maneuver that guy comes to have sex with her and he's like actually could you just, just one thing before we do it could you actually go kill this man he's like yeah, sure. i need you to go do a quick right. murder <laughs> right. and then we'll take care of business <laughs> yeah that's pretty good um i'm happy to give it for i really liked for i thought for Onus, uh there's the end the, the oath at the end i feel like he has a really sweet moment with niobe um, I'm happy. Who do, who do you think here? Who do you want to give the edge to? I, I'll take it. I'll take it. If you think Coronas okay. has like earned it and it's not just me like spouting his goodwill, I really do like oh, him good. coming home at the end and like him asking, we talked about it a bunch, but him asking Pulo of like, dude, how do I make my wife happy? I really do like her. You know, yeah. like there's this pride that these guys have to uphold because of, again, the nature of this culture, right? Like it's so important that they fulfill this perception that is their reality, but ultimately like he cares about this woman and he just has no effing clue how to even deal with her nobody told him about the button uh so it's yeah. like really good i think stuff and the fact that like we get to see it pay off at the end all while we know that like the niobe story is like deepened with an incredible amount of complexity as the butcher comes walking in to like do a little bit of baby kissing and handshaking like it, it, there's some good stuff yeah. cooking here yeah yeah i agree i in terms of scenes i want to highlight i actually want to highlight a bronis scene i love him and pulo are stargazing and Pulo doesn't know what the stars is. What are the stars? Oh, yes. And I've never thought about this. But that they, what did they think the stars were before they knew they were stars? Speaking of uh, uh, Galileo and such. And uh, Vernon goes, uh, obviously, they are holes in the celestial sphere. They're holes which light of heaven shines. And uh, they talk about how big they are. And I love, he's like, Pulo's like, I could like climb through them, right? Like, uh, he's like, probably not. It'd be pretty tough to get up there. He's like, you idiot. I was find a giant bird. <laughs> I, just, okay. I just love it. He's like, no, I, I can get up there. I just get a really big bird and I can get up there and get to the holes in the celestial sphere. I loved it. I thought it was great. Pulo does have this like very simple practicality <laughs> of like, but how do I get the job done? You know, because Veranis is like, well, you yeah, maybe they might be that big, but you can't get up there because he's explaining they're ve- they're much bigger than they appear. That's right. Because they're very far away, right? Uh-huh. And it makes Veranis sound like sophisticated. He understands perspective. Yeah, like the whole like, well, of course I could. I just a, a man could like grab a giant bird. <laughs> It's so, it's so good. It's so good. I love it it's so much. It's definitely got uh, like big phallus upside of Varenna's last episode. In terms of, like, these big moments, these are the things know? that I'm looking for in an episode, Rich. What do you got? What's your what's the scene you want to highlight or a piece of dialogue? or? Whatever? I feel like such a goof, but it's the, it's Pulo at the end. Pulo is like a real episode stealer. The guy's yeah. just too fun. It's him going back to the wagon at the mm-hmm. end for the girl and like discovering all the gold. It's so freaking good, man as he like comes back like i really just love that little twist because they one could say away. he found a giant bird and 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 made it through the holes of the he could buy sphere. a giant bird with this <laughs> wagon of gold i just love uh-huh. the whole like beat of like pulo is like all right man we'll ride away but like he's going back there's no you can't uh-huh. keep pulo away from that like wagon and and like it just was this moment of like throwing your hands up as you realize this wagon of giant gold is being left in the middle of the field with this poor woman you know they um, go back and forth between it's like caesar and mark antony are like going to conquer an empty rome and you have, <laughs> you have pulo just pulling a big cart of like gold yeah it's yeah. really great as he starts like yanking yeah, at the oxygen. I, I really like the, the that final moment. Like it's the kind of thing that had me cracking up and also really makes me want to watch the next episode.
Yeah, it was uh, that was very good. Um, all right, well, we'll be back tomorrow with episode four, stealing from Saturn. I think this one is, um, but that one might be have to be metaphor, unless Saturn, the god, does show up uh, in the TV uh, show. Uh, realm. That would be intense. You think that there's gods <laughs> that are going to show up in this? That'd be know. pretty wild. Man. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We shall see. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. In the meantime, uh, Rich, where can people find you? I'm at DM Philly on Twitter. My DMs are open. Hit me up. And in the post-show recaps patron discord. Same. I'm also in the post-show recaps patron discord. Should be a Rome channel if you're uh, looking for us. And uh, yeah, I'm on socials at High from Grace. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, we're thinking about Rome every single day. Bye-bye. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.